0: Hi friends okay another late one today and if you hear something I'm driving because this is where I seem to get on my quiet time um yeah so this is how I get away from my kids this is how I get away from responsibility this is how I get my quiet time I go for a drive or I just get in my car luckily today I have somewhere to go um so yeah. It kind of feels like I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> um but today, I think today was a good day. Um I actually I've been working from home. Um so I'm trying to balance that on top of balancing the kids and everything. And to be honest, it's been very difficult for me. Um I think for me what has been hard is consistency and discipline but I told myself that I was going to finish all 30 days of these healing project diaries so I am even if it's late or even if like I just don't want to not be disciplined like I like to finish things I think we talked about this yesterday the struggle of Cherise finishing things and I need to do better um so I'm working to do better um what I so normally I talk about my devotionals what I read about in my devotional today was um positive positivity versus negativity and how positivity has the ability to progress us whereas negativity has the ability to make us stagnant um also what i was studying yesterday and trying to read up on my big question was like how do we know the word of god is alive um because we're told that the word of god is alive and effective um But when I think of the word alive, like I think of like a being, a person, an animal, you know, something living, breathing and moving. And we hear that metaphorically. But I guess let's say if a new Christian were to hear that or someone who doesn't believe were to hear that, they would be like, no, um, the Bible is a book. It's not alive. And I guess what I'm getting at is. I find it that it is alive because my proof is when I started doing the stuff that was written in the Bible, when I started saying the stuff that was written in the Bible, like I started to see things happen. And the funny part about that is like the world will tell you that the Bible is just a book and it's not living and breathing. And they will turn around and go get their fortunes told. They will tell you that witchcraft is real. When these same people use spell books so something in the book has to be alive (laughs) you know like the spiritual world is very real whether you see it with the carnal eye or whether it is written in a book the stuff in that book is real the word of god is just all powerful you know um and so the ways that i find that the word of god is real is speaking it obeying it um and believing it and my struggle has been like really believing it like I know it it's like the knowledge like I know the word I know the bible and I believe it for other people but it's hard to believe it for myself sometimes and that I think is because um I think it comes with like esteem Have you ever been like the type of person that it's hard for you to accept compliments or it's hard for you to accept gifts you don't like to do for yourself and things like that? I think like I in the past have had like that root or that struggle where like it's hard for me to really believe like good things can happen for me generally because life has not been easy for me, especially in a mental place, in a financial place, in a physical place. Ooh, I just hit a big, you guys, pothole. It was like very disrespectful. Anyways, back on topic. Um, for me like it's been hard for me mentally financially emotionally so when good things start to happen in those departments it's hard to believe like this is really happening for me and then when you read over in the bible like the promises of god and the things he wants us to have for our lives and the good things he feels about us it's kind of hard to believe it because like how can god be that good you know And so I struggle with disbelief. Like, I believe it for other people because I can see it happening for them. But what do we do with disbelief? Like, I really don't know. Well, I didn't know for a while. But I think what we do with disbelief is we pray and we ask. Like, I do believe, but help me in the areas where I don't. That is what my prayer is going to begin. um, Being with the Lord. Like, Lord... I've seen you work for other people. And if you can work for them, then you can work for me. So help me in the areas where I doubt you. Because maybe that is some of the reasons why things are not happening. Because you don't believe. You don't believe that you should be blessed. You don't believe that God can restore you. That You don't believe that God can restore your family. You don't believe that God can fix you know the things that you got yourself into, you don't believe that, and so it's not happening like <sighs> I think that's what my big issue was like I struggle with that um but of course, my prayer is going to continuously be Lord, help me with my unbelief. I believe that you have called me to be this, and I believe that I am who you say that I am it's it's a part of confession, and that's part of why I made my confession as well um. Also, something else that I was reading on yesterday was, how do we balance as Christians? Um, the hardest part of walking out my salvation was, or walking out my Christianity was, the fact that you we're not supposed to have idols. We're not supposed to put anything above God, and we're not supposed to love anything more than we love God the Bible says love the Lord your God with all your heart your mind and your soul like everything that we have is supposed to go to him and so I can I came to this kind of like dilemma like okay well if you want me to love you with every ounce in me should I think I went extreme like should I just stop caring about everything I got to the point where like I wouldn't pray for blessings like like I wouldn't pray my needs like the Lord knows my needs he'll provide but at some point like you got to tell him like Lord you know hey I need this or Lord I'm struggling with this help me with this but it was like I was so extreme to the point where like well I just love God so much I don't care about anything else like I'll stay in my house for weeks kind of like we're doing now in quarantine (laughs) I would stay in my house for weeks because I was trying to prove to God that I loved him more than anything. I wouldn't buy things, I wouldn't do things, I didn't. I felt like I didn't need people, and that is so crazy how the enemy tricked my mind into a lonely place. And in doing that, trying to prove to God that I loved him more than anything, I secluded myself. I closed myself off trying to prove that, and I got lonely and I began to resent God because I was like I am loving you. I am giving you everything that you asked me for. I literally am serving you with every fiber. All I do is go to church. I go to work. I parent my kids and I go to the grocery store and the gas station. (laughs) And I felt like I still didn't feel good. I didn't feel fulfilled. I wasn't enjoying life and I didn't understand why and I'm like if God wants me to love him this much and I'm doing that then why isn't he giving me you know this feeling that of pleasure of fun I'm a person I want to go do something you know um but then I was just reading up on that and I think it was first Timothy 6 and 17 I can put it in the caption of this podcast but it says, like, the Lord gives us all of those things to have pleasure. The Lord gave us the ability to go out and have relationships. The Lord gave us the ability to go out and have fun, read books, and to play at the park with your kids, to go out to eat, to, to dine with family, to enjoy, you know? He gave us all of those things. But he warned, enjoy those things enjoy them. Like he wants us to indulge in them. He wants us to do those things. He wants us to have leisure, activity, and pleasure. He wants that. But in the same sense, don't put your hope in them. That's what I was missing. I, one, I was tricked into fear because I was like, if I do these things, I'm scared that I'm going to love these things more than God. And two, I was tricked into seclusion and loneliness because it was like, don't do anything at all because you love god and you don't need any of those things i think about that Medea play when she was like i don't need anybody but jesus and jesus alone like that sounds crazy yes jesus is the hope of our salvation he's the center of it all like completely but at the end of the day he did not make us to be alone he made us with personalities he made us with likes and dislikes he did so much for us and to completely ignore that would be like ignoring the gift that God has given to us he says that we he came that we may have life in that more abundantly remember I talked about that it first came in the spirit we supposed to have life in the spirit but then at the same time he put us on earth knowing our earthly needs so he gave us things and I was tricked trying to be so holy and religious and pious and perfect that I was not even having fun with my life (laughs) and I was like so where does the balance come in and the balance came in when I read that scripture it was like enjoy those things they are gifts generously given from god but do not place your hope in them so yes have relationship but don't place all of your hope in them place your hope in jesus yes have hobbies and likes but don't place your hope in them when you're having a bad day that hobby can soothe you but is the hobby going to save you no your hope is in jesus it's that balance it's that balance between spirit and flesh And so I I thought that that was really significant and important because I was struggling with that balance and was becoming really bitter in my Christian life at one point like dang we can't do nothing like they don't want us to drink they don't want us to go party they don't want us to smoke like yes those sins against the body all of that that makes sense. But like people started going to the extreme. You can't listen to Chris Brown. You can't can't wear a deep cut shirt. You can't go shopping. Like that's craziness. God gave us things, you know, to use this ermine on what is good for us and what we feel is bad for us, knowing our own personalities. And we just have to find the balance and not put our hope in them. And know that that is not the thing that is going to save us. The thing that is going to save you every time, deliver you every time, wake you up in the morning, save you and and cover you at night is Jesus. Not any of those other things, not saying you can't enjoy them. But where does your hope lie? When those things go away, where does your hope lie? It rests in Jesus. And that is where the balance is. Jesus brings balance to everything. He brings, he sets everything right. This whole world was set out of balance through the sins of Adam and Eve. Everything was set out of balance. And it was not put back into balance until Jesus came and rectified it all. It's always been Jesus. So enjoy, have fun. Like I'm, I'm going to begin to have fun with my life and i'm and i'm not gonna feel bad about it i'm not because i'm trusting in jesus he is my hope he is what saves me but yeah that was my rant that was my diary i was reading up on balance i was reading up on consistency just kind of all over the place you know but I feel like I'm learning so much about God and about our relationship and about myself um, that, you know, I kind of rent and I go all over. But God is good either way. And I'm glad to be talking to you guys. And I feel like doing the afternoon ones are cooler because I don't make crazy yawning sounds. But <laughs> well, I don't know. Tomorrow may be a morning one. And I may make crazy yawning sounds. But I'm glad that you guys listened. Day five of the Healing Project Diary was all over the place, child. But I'm glad y'all not judging me. And I love y'all so, 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 so much. And I will talk to you guys soon. Like, tomorrow to be exact. (laughs) Alright, bye.